I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. The best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The next best time to plant a tree is today. Dayallday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. What can you get? Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Two questions I get asked the most. Number one, Dre, is there a way that I can talk to you on a regular basis for accountability to make sure I'm staying consistent and to get help with any challenges I may have ongoing? And number two, Dre, are you going to write any more books? Answer to both of those questions are yes and hell yes. Let me tell you how you can do both in one shot. I want you to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com where you have the option of getting my Bulletproof Bulletin, which is my monthly magazine that I'm sending out every single month to everyone who is a member of my university, where every month I'm writing new material that is fresh game for you to work on your personal growth and your business growth. I'm going to send that physically in your mailbox every single month. Again, that's called the Bulletproof Bulletin. That is for everybody who is a member of my university at workingyourgameuniversity.com. Now you have another option while you're right there on that page. You can also join my mastermind. This is where you can talk to me on a regular basis. I mean, every single week, you're going to get a live training from me. I answer all questions. We handle all challenges and hold each other accountable. That is inside of my Bulletproof Mastermind. It's the second level of my university where, as I just said, every week I have a live training where I'm going to teach on a subject that melds personal development and business development where we get straight to the point. No bullshit, no fluff, no filler material. I take the complex challenges that you're dealing with right now and I simplify them in a bite-sized way, just like I do here on the show every single day. Now, you can get all the information and all the details about both of these programs and all the bonuses that I didn't even mention because, by the way, I took all the courses that I've ever created. I have a course on how to use your social media story for maximum impact. I have a course called Bulletproof Mindset 2.0. That is my deepest material on mental toughness, discipline, leadership, and communication skills. I have a course called People Skills on building rapport and leading other people, as well as leading yourself and how you can get your point across to others. I have a course called Content Machine about creating content that will help you lay the foundation for building your brand the same way that I've done and that I continually do. I have a course called Toughen Up, one called Unapologetic one called Sell Yourself. I have another course called 25 Hours about time management and time control. I have a 30 Days of Discipline course, an ASAP Confidence course, and a bunch of other courses. I'm not even going to list them all because this audio clip would be too long if I list everything. All of those bonuses I'm throwing in for free as you become a member of my university and of my mastermind. All the information, all your options, and you can get started right now by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com if 
you a want to know if i'm going to write anymore yes i am i'm going to write as a matter of fact every month i'm going to send you a new copy of my magazine with fresh new material for you to keep your game focused sharp and on point and b you want to work with me directly you want to be able to talk to me every week get your questions answered get your challenges handled and network and build relationships and connect with a community of like-minded professionals who are serious about their game like you are all of that happens in my bulletproof mastermind all information and you're going to get started by going to work on your game university.com right now you are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up doing the work putting yourself out there even when the success you expected to achieve is yet to be achieved and on top of all this you get to use those personal initiative what is that that is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, and mindsets all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, we are on part two of three. It's a three-part mini-series where the subject is book writing, and today's topic specifically is Things you need to know when you are writing a book, while you are in the process of writing your book, what are some things that you need to know, some things you need to understand, some things that most people who want to tell you about writing books probably couldn't tell you either because they're hiding the keys from you or because they just don't know this information or they couldn't explain it. Probably a combination of all three, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to give it all to you here today. So make sure you are taking notes on this. You're a writer anyway. So before we get into this, first of all, let me tell everybody that I have a daily motivation text that I send out every single day free of charge to everyone who's in my text community. If you are someone who would like to receive that daily motivation so that you are focused, sharp, and on point every day, here's all you got to do. Send me a text at this number. This is the number I'll be texting you from, so save this in your phone. It is 305-384-6894. Hit me at that number, and every day you'll be getting that message to keep you focused, sharp, and on point every single day. The number, once again, 305-384-6894. Nine four. Now, the topic, once again, today, we're on part two, three, things you need to know while in the process of writing a book. So this is going to assume you follow what we talked about in yesterday's episode. You started writing your book. Now you need to know what you need to know while you're in the process of doing the writing. And there are some things that you do need to know while you're in this process. And I think there are a lot of people there's actually a lot of people in all these groups. There's a whole bunch of people who want to write a book. They've been thinking about it, talking about it. They mentioned it to me or to anybody they know who has written the book and they haven't started writing yet. So that they were covered yesterday. Now here in this group, we got the people who want to put a book out and they're in the process of writing it. But the challenge for a lot of people who are in the process of writing what is going to become their book is that a lot of you are completely clueless as to what you need to do what you're going to need to know and some things that you probably didn't even know you needed to know when it comes to having a book done and what the next steps are going to be. I'm going to cover all that here today. So again, make sure you're taking notes on what I'm saying here so I don't have to repeat myself to anybody who wasn't paying attention. Point number one, topic once again, is things to know when you are in the process of writing a book. So since the book has already started, here's the first thing. It is now during this period that you are doing the writing. While you are writing, you should be planning your marketing and promotion. It is not after you finish writing the book that you start thinking about how am I going to market and promote the book? How am I actually going to sell the book? How am I going to get anybody to read my book? You want to be doing this before you are finished with the writing of the book. If any of you was following me, let's say up to, for, if you've been following me for a year or more, 
especially if you follow me on social media, maybe not so much just through this show, but especially if you follow me on social media, you know that leading up to the release of my book, The Third Day, which I have here, this book came out in August of 2021. But leading up to the release of this book, actually leading, not even a release, but even before I put the pre-order out, which came out on June, which was two months before the official release of the book, I was showing people and telling you about the work that I was doing on the book before it was even ready. I was showing you how I'm working on this chapter of the book, or I'm working on the design of the book. I'm working on the fixing up the outline of the book. I'm going through the editing, or hey, I'm about to record the audio book. I was telling you about that way before you could even do anything to get your hands on a copy of the book. I was getting you ready for it before it was even ready. And on the back end of things, I was already marketing myself to people who already have audiences so that when my book came out, I could get in front of their audiences and I could talk about the concept of the third day and send people to go order a copy of the book. I was doing that before I was even done with the writing of the book. When I was still in the process of writing, I was already thinking about how am I going to sell this? How am I going to market this? How am I going to get people to know about it and give a damn about it? Because again, as I said in yesterday's episode, just having a book alone does not make anybody give a damn about your book. Many people incorrectly think that that's how it works. That is not how it works. Nobody cares that you have a book. There are 33 million books on Amazon. All right, why would anybody care about yours when 33 million is only 300 million people in America, right? And let's just say a good amount of them ain't reading any books. So with 33 million books out there, you got a few people who write a whole bunch of them with a bunch to their name, people like me. But then you got a whole bunch of people with one book. Now, a lot of the people who actually read books are people who got their own book. All right, they're trying to get their book sold. They don't care about yours. So how are you going to get people to give a damn? As the old saying goes, everyone, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The next best time to plant a tree is today. So for anything that you are planning to sell ever in life, as a matter of fact, it doesn't even have to be a book. The best time to think about selling it is before it is ready to be sold. This is when you start preparing your audience for the sale, preparing your marketing process so you can be ready to start marketing it before it's even ready. So people already are ready for it before it exists and preparing yourself for the sales process because selling is a job. Selling is not something that selling is not something that just happens just because you have a thing. Just because you have a book does not mean people are going to buy it. Just because you have a course does not mean people are going to sign up for it. Just because you have coaching or you have a program or you have an event does not mean people are going to come and beat down your door for it. There is a marketing and selling process that has to be gone through and it's an ongoing process. As long as you want to keep selling something, you have to keep marketing it. So this is not something that just happens naturally just because you have it. And by the way, any of you who's ever or who will ever write a book with a traditional publisher or any type of publisher, whether it's hybrid publisher, traditional publisher, whatever, they do not do the marketing and selling of your book for you. Many people incorrectly think this. So if you sign a publishing deal and they give you an advance and you go to the office and you sign the contract and you're all excited and all of that stuff, and they're going to do all this stuff to help you out. They will do a lot of stuff to help you out. They'll help you with the editing. They'll help you with the cover design or hurt you, depending on how well their cover design team does. I, I told you all about the challenge that I went through with getting to work on your game cover design. Their designers sucked, but I was able to fight. I fought for that and got the cover design the way that I wanted to get it designed. The editing, the copy editing, the developmental editing, the actually the actual printing of the physical book so that it's in the stores, getting it listed on Amazon, getting it in all the bookstores or whatever bookstores they're going to put it in so your book can actually be bought by another person. The publisher will take care of all of that. However, they do not market and promote your book. 
They're not going to put a big billboard of you up in your city. They're not going to run commercials for you. They're not going to get your book in a big glass window on the side of the bookstore. So when people walk by, they see a big display of just your book. That only happens for certain authors. And it usually only happens if you sell or are eight years, you're able to sell a certain number of books, regardless of how you sell them. So for example, to give you an example, this is something that a lot of people don't know, but there's a, I forget what company bookstore it is, but there's a bookstore down in Times Square, New York City, that they told me, they told me this directly. And the publisher that I worked with was in this conversation. So they noticed as well, but a lot of authors don't notice that if you are able to have a sale of 5,000 copies of your book, 5,000 copies, they will put a display of your books in the front store window of the store. So to make it very simple for you all, if I take my book, Work On Your Game, and I call that bookstore, so they basically said, Dre, if you ever get a bulk sale and someone wants to buy a bunch of copies of your book, do it through us and we'll put a display of your books in our store window, which ostensibly the reason that they tell you that is because if you have that display, then the idea is people seeing that display is going to help you sell more books, which it probably will, but who knows how much more. Then you got to think about your contract and how much money you make on every sale, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, if I wanted to get my book, Work on Your Game, on display in the front store window of that New York City bookstore, here's all I got to do is make a payment to buy 5,000 copies of my own book, and they will put that book in the window. Now, what I'm going to do with those 5,000 books, I have no idea. I guess I had to sell them myself, but isn't that the very point? So that is something that you all need to know. So publishers, thanks. I'm not going to speculate here, but you can speculate for yourself. And when you see an author who has their books in that display window, how they got there, all right, there's things going on that many of you don't know about. And it is not just anyone, whether that be a publisher or a bookstore entity, just marketing and promoting a person out of the kindness of their heart. They're doing that because there's money to be made or money that has already been paid. Okay. So this is the time as you're writing your book, you need to think about how you're going to sell that book because you don't want to do all that writing and then it's crickets and nobody actually reads it after all the hard work that you did. So start at this point, preparing your audience for the book, preparing your marketing process so that the book can get out. And if you don't know what your marketing process is, then you have a challenge that needs to be solved immediately. Let me tell you some episodes where I talked about marketing. 1897, I told you that marketing is a lifetime job. Episode 1835, the three marketing traffic strategies and how to use each. Episode 1768, how to raise your value in the market. Episode 1515, you are a marketer. If you don't know about what to do in marketing, listen to episode 1515. That'll give you a good start. So start preparing your marketing and preparing your selling process. Understand that there's no one on the planet who is sitting around waiting for you to tell them that you have something to sell so that they can buy it. Very few people. So you have to interrupt people and get them prepared and thinking about the thing that is on the way, that thing being your book. Many authors like to say that the best time to start preparing for the launch of a book is between six and 12 months before the book is scheduled to release so that you can be laying the foundation and building a relationship that you're going to build in the relationships, period, that you will need to sell the book. That's when you need to start doing the work. So any of you who is writing a book, if you don't have an online audience, here's my question. Who the hell are you going to sell a book to? See, I had an online audience before I put my any of my books had ever come out, had an audience online. So when I put the book out, the first people I'm going to is my warm audience, the people who are already listening to, to me, already plugged into me, already getting value from me, already on my list, already have bought something else from me in the past. 
already know, like, and trust me. So I tell them I have a book that I don't have to do a much selling to get them to know about. I had to do some selling. I had to do a ton of selling to get them to come and get the book. You understand? Because they already know, like, and trust me because I've already been giving them value. I'm giving them value free of charge. You need to be doing the same thing. So if you have a book coming out and you plan on putting that book out later this year, you need to start blogging. You need to start YouTubing. You need to start Instagramming, start podcasting, whatever you're going to do, giving people value so that they know that you're good. The great thing about the internet when it comes to content, there are pros and cons of the internet. But the great thing about it when it comes to content is that you can allow people to sample your work for free. It costs them nothing. It's a very low barrier for, to entry for them to see that you're good. And now they know that you're good. When you offer them something to sell, something that they have to buy, they'll be willing to buy it because you've already given them so much good stuff for free. This is the law of reciprocity in motion. But you have to give them something of value so that they're willing to give you something of value, usually being in the form of money. So interrupt people, get them thinking about the thing that's on the way. That is your book. Start laying the foundation and building the relationships with your audience, let alone anyone else. Build a relationship with an audience so that when your book comes out, you can at least sell it to the people who already know I can trust you. But if nobody knows you, nobody likes you and nobody trusts you, who are you going to sell your book to? Now, that is a problem. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, things you need to think about and know about while you are in the process of writing a book. Number two. A second set of eyes will always help when it comes to your writing. This is for the editing process. This is also not only editing where like you might make a typo or something like that, but somebody else can look at your book and say, well, why don't we move this section over to chapter two instead of putting it in chapter five? We did a lot of that in many of my books. I've taken certain parts and instead of putting it here, let's just move it to this part right here because it better connects there and it makes more sense to just go earlier and this part to go later. Another set of eyes can help you see things that you're probably not going to be able to see yourself. As I say all the time here, you can't see yourself in the mirror. There are certain things about your work that you will not notice simply because you're the one who created it, not because you don't want to see it, but because you just can't because they're your words. But another person can see them very easily. So that can be the editing process, also for the clarity of your writing, the composition, and just the overall goal of the book, because you want to know what that goal is. I could have put this in yesterday's episode. What is the overall goal? Why are you writing this book? What do you want the reader to get out of it? Who is the reader? These are all things to think about. And when you think about the overall goal of the book, you can hand a book to someone else and say to them, hey, here's the overall goal of this book. Tell me if this book does the job. And if not, what's missing? And hopefully you have some people around you who are sharp enough and honest enough and articulate enough. They have strong enough communication skills to point out some areas for improvement for anything that you are working on right now that is maybe you thought it was done. But when they give you some feedback, maybe you realize that it's not done. Whatever you want your readers to get out of the book. Have someone that you trust or multiple people that you trust take a look at your writing and poke holes in your work. And you had to be mentally tough enough and disciplined enough and confident enough to accept someone poking holes in your work if there are indeed holes in your work. So asking, where did I and did I not quite make sense here in this book? Where did I leave a knowledge gap? Meaning you wrote about a subject, but you didn't explain it well enough. I mean, theoretically assuming that someone understands something that you're talking about when they might not. So where did you leave those knowledge gaps that you might need to fill things in with a little bit more information? Something you're assuming a reader knows, but they probably don't. Where you need more substance? Where is there just not enough clarity and explanation? So one of the books that I wrote, I remember the editors would look at it and they would just put in the, or they would add a little comment because I did a lot of my writing in Google Docs. And they would say, well, I see this point, but how? H-O-W with a question mark. How? How can someone do this thing that you just said, Deirdre? 
And I had to explain it. I had to add more meat and potatoes because I was leaving a knowledge gap that I was just assuming someone would know how to do this thing. But the editors thought, well, people might not know how to do that, Dre. So you're going to need to lay that out and spell that out, how someone can do that. So that's the knowledge gap. Don't assume that people know things that you know just because you know it. Or they probably don't know it as well as you do, which is why you're the author and they're the reader. So where did you ramble and maybe go on tangents? Where did you give five paragraphs to explain something when you could have explained it all in four sentences? These questions are all part of the editing process. But if you don't have a second set of eyes to look at what you're writing, you might not never notice these things, but somebody else will notice them. So that's why you need another set of eyes. It's hopefully someone sharp enough and astute enough to be able to point things out to you. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is things to know while in the process of writing a book. Number three, nobody buys your book to hear your story. I'm letting this one sink in because this is an idea that I think, actually, I don't think, I know many authors write a book because they believe, and they have, I've had authors look me in the face and tell me this, they believe that their story will be informative enough to the readers that that's reason enough to write it because someone will get value from my story because what I've been through, what I've done, what I've seen, what I know, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody buys your book because they want to hear your story with one exception. There's one exception to this rule that someone buys a book to hear your story. If you're the president or the wife of the president or you're a famous actor or athlete or no musician, something like that. Those are the only people who can sell a book just knowing I'm just going to tell you about my life. I'm just going to tell you everything that happened in my life and you'll read the book just because of that. All right. Unless you are a famous entertainer or a you know, governmental political dignitary or something like that, those people can sell books on just on telling their life story. They don't have to have any other kind of substance. There don't have to be any takeaways from the book. All the rest of us, uh, we got to work a little bit harder. All right. The rest of us, if you're not that famous, you got to work a little bit harder to sell your book. You are not that significant to other people. Even if you're a well-known author, even well-known authors still have to give some substance in their book to get people to want to read their book. I'm thinking of someone like Malcolm Gladwell. I like his books. I read all of his books. I like all of them. All really good. He always comes from a different angle of thinking than most other authors on topics that we all think we know about, but he gives you a different way of looking at it. Malcolm Gladwell is not going to write a book just talking about his life. It wouldn't be interesting enough. I probably wouldn't read it. If he wrote a book that was just about his life, I'm probably not reading it. But if he writes another book taking some aspect of humanity that I think I understand and he writes a book about it, I'll read it because I know he's going to have some angle that I never thought about that it will at least make me think if it doesn't change my way of thinking completely. At least make me think if it doesn't change my thinking. And he's a famous author. All right, this guy's a best-selling author. He's going to the top of the charts every book he puts out, even if the book's mediocre. We already know it. But he still can't sell a book just on telling his story. So you probably can't either. We are not significant enough to other people to just sell on story alone. So the point of story, though, is not that your story doesn't matter and that you shouldn't use it at all. Because in my book, The Third Day, I use the story If you read my book, Work On Your Game. I basically go through the entire story of my life from sports up through college, high school, pro into the business world. I tell the story in the context of the book, but the book is not my story. I just tell the story. I use pieces of my story to frame the takeaways, to frame the substance. Okay, so this thing happened in my life. Then I took this action. I got this result. Now that you know that, let me tell you how you can apply this the same way, even though you're not a basketball player, even though you're not an entrepreneur, even though you're not a podcaster. Let me tell you how you can apply these things in your life, even though your situation is completely different from mine. 
And now you know my situation. Now you understand how I came to know this thing. Now you understand why I talk about things the way that I talk about them. So you use your story to give people substance. So you and your story alone is not substance. Everybody heard that? If your story alone was enough substance, well, look, I could just write a whole bunch of books just telling you stories about my own life. Right? I got plenty of them. I can write a book about damn near every, I can write three or four books about every year for the last 20 years of my life. I have a whole bunch of books written. I probably have a hundred, but my story alone is not enough. I got to be able to pull the substance out of the story and then be able to translate that substance so that someone who doesn't have the exact same circumstances as me can still use the substance for their own needs. So a person like me with a good memory, plenty of stories to tell. The substance pulling out, pulling the substance out makes my book worth the price of admission to someone outside of myself. All right. Everybody needs something more than just life stories to invest their time or their money into reading something that I'm writing and usually something that you're writing to. Now, there are many potential authors, speakers and others out there who told me some form of having a story that they think would be valuable for other people. But I don't doubt that your story will be valuable for other people. The thing is, Every human on the planet has a story. So if all you have to offer is that fact that you have a story, quote unquote, well, why would anybody want to read yours? They already got their own. And all of us think our story is so interesting. The challenge is for most of us, again, unless you're the former president or a famous actor, your story is not that interesting to get somebody to buy your book. So we all got to do that little bit of extra work that I just told you, sussing out the substance from our story that will make it useful for another person, then use the story as a tool to get people to notice the substance. You notice that wording there? Use your story as a tool to get people to notice and understand the substance. So in my book, Work On Your Game, I give you, as I told you, many examples of stories from my life and things that I went through. And I take the pieces of my journey from basketball up to pro basketball through entrepreneurship, but the book is not a memoir. It is not my life story. I just use those pieces so that I can frame the working on your game philosophy. That's the takeaway. The takeaway is the working on your game philosophy. But without the narrative, you would say, well, why is this guy writing it? What is his credibility? What has he been through to be telling me these things about mental toughness and confidence and discipline? Well, the reason I'm credible and the reason I can talk about it is because I went through this, this, and this. So it's a mix of the two. Let me tell you enough of the story that you understand I know what I'm talking about. Now let me give you the substance. That's the part you're going to take with you. All right. And that is what the book is really about. The work on your game philosophy It's not really about me and my life. What you're buying is the philosophy that you're going to learn. And in the process, you get to know a little bit about me and what I went through in order to know what I know. All that said, let's recap today's topic, which is things that you need to know while you're in the process of writing a book. This is part two of three in our three part mini series here. Point number one. Now is when you should be planning the marketing and promotion of your book. The best time to plant a tree 10 years ago, next best time is today. Understand there's no one on the planet who is just sitting around waiting for you to tell them that you have something that they can buy. So you will have to interrupt them and get them prepared and thinking about the thing that is on the way, which is your book. They are not just sitting around waiting to give you money. Point number two, a second set of eyes always helps for someone who can look at your stuff for editing, clarity, composition, making sure that your book is actually hitting the mark when it comes to the goal you have of writing it in the first place, where you might have left the knowledge gap, where'd you ramble and leave tangents. These are all part of the editing process. Point number three, nobody buys your book just because they want to hear your story unless you happen to be a very, very famous individual. If you are not super famous, like the type of person who walks in a mall and you get mobbed. If you're not that famous, then you need to utilize your story. Don't leave it all alone. 
utilize your story just to frame the substance, the substance being the takeaways and the things that people are actually going to get from your book. Because again, if you're not super famous, nobody's going to show up just to hear you talk about your life because every human on this planet has a story. Everybody has a life. Everybody thinks their story is really, really interesting. But your substance is what allows the story to just be the hook to bring them into the real thing that they're coming for, which is the takeaways. So for example, I use many pieces of my own life's story in my book, Work On Your Game, but I just use those to frame the pieces of the Work On Your Game philosophy, which is what that book is really about. That's really what you're taking from it. Not, wow, Dre has this amazing life story. No, what you're going to walk away with is, damn, this Work On Your Game philosophy is very useful for me, even though, unlike the author, I'm not a basketball player, I'm not an entrepreneur, but I can still get value from what this guy talked about. And I understand why he's talking about it because of the story and the things that he went through to get there. That's how you use your story. All this said, two things I'm going to tell you. Number one, get my daily motivation text free of charge every single day straight to your phone. Text me at my number, 305-384-6894. You'll be getting that daily motivation. And number two, you're ready to take the next step and go to the next level with me and in the Work On Your Game world. Then join me at workonyourgameuniversity.com where you can get my monthly bulletproof bulletin straight to your mailbox, not to your phone, not to your email inbox, to your mailbox. You see me holding it right here, the Bulletproof Bulletin. Every month I'm sending this out to all the members of the university and you can join my Bulletproof Mastermind. All of that and all the details, all the information, all the bonuses. And I, got, I put so many bonuses in there, you wouldn't even believe it. We put some in there and I'm probably gonna take some down. So you better go take advantage of everything I put in there right now before I change my mind. That is all at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. It's where you can join my Bulletproof Mastermind. It's where you can join the university, get the Bulletproof Bulletin mailed to you, get access to all my best courses, Bulletproof Mindset, Social Story Secrets, Content Machine, ASAP Confidence, 30 Days of Discipline, People Skills, Toughen Up, and the Unapologetic. I got so many courses in there. It's unbelievable. Again, that's all at WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. Tomorrow, we go on to part three of three of this mini-series on book writing, Work On Your Game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.